You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we had a little incident at the park next door to the King County Courthouse. You know, the big one for all of King County. Had a little stabbing incident last week there. So here's one of the solutions that I'm I'm on board with because at least something is happening. A King County Council member is proposing to condemn the park, hand over ownership to the county, and then they'll figure out something to do with it. They'll clear it out and they'll take care of it. Has it gotten so bad in Seattle that it's going to take action by the county to take over city-owned property to get something done? Apparently so. I've been talking about this park for a long time. And it's, it's the crazy thing is it's right next to the courthouse. I mean, the place where all justice is supposed to happen is the most dangerous park, basically in all of Seattle. And you got, you got a fatal stabbing there, all kinds of crazy stuff. Two to five people from the courthouse report assaults every week. This is some nutty stuff. I mean, this is some, this is some only in Seattle or only in Portland stuff. I mean, just mind blowing. That's what we're talking about today. Why are we talking about this on a real estate podcast? Because this is the stuff that's going on that's kind of impacting a lot of areas, a lot of cities, a lot of towns, leadership going this direction, letting homelessness just explode. It's happened not only in Seattle, it's happened in a lot of other cities. But how you deal with that impacts impacts real estate impacts communities, It impacts society as a whole. What are the solutions? Maybe it's going to take switching the property through condemnation, which is the government's ability to say, we're taking this over, we're going to pay you for fair market value for it, but we're taking it over because of this reason. And basically, because it's a nuisance at this point, it's a nuisance to have this city park. A city park is going to be in, you know, claimed as a nuisance because the, you know, current political structure in Seattle says, ah, just let it happen. A little stabbing, a little stabby, stabby. I mean, we're okay with that. Nobody's okay with it, but nobody's doing anything to prevent it either, right? That's why we're talking about that on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Let's jump on into it. Fatal stabbing. Ah, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I read the news. It's just that simple. Fatal stabbing prompts proposed legislation to condemn cities, Seattle City Hall Park. When I saw the word condemn, I was like, oh my gosh, do we really need to go down this road? And then I got, and I got thinking about it and I started reading because I always read, if I find one good article, maybe it's a one-off article, but oftentimes there are multiple news sources and I want to see how consistent they are with the facts because sometimes they are not consistent at all. And that's where I'm like, all right, I'm going to let that one stew a little bit longer. So we get some more reporting in there so I can figure out what is accurate and what's not. And sometimes I won't report on it if I can't figure out if I'm a real estate guy and I can't figure out what, what I'm supposed to be reading the news, then it's kind of like, all right, I'm not the, uh, you know, I'm not the greatest news guy out there. So that's where I kind of bring in my average guy. All right, I know business, but I don't know a lot of these stories. This doesn't make any sense. Therefore, I'm not covering it. So if you see some of my stuff come out a few days later, it's because I wait a while sometimes let the big boys, 
you know, kind of go through this stuff and cover it, make their mistakes. And I sit back and go, oh, I just talk about real estate. Sometimes there's other stuff. It's, um, it's, it's one of my safety kind of gauges for not bringing a story out that has inaccuracies in it. It's kind of my way of handling it. So when I saw condemn C C Seattle City Park, I was like, that it that seems drastic. But hey, you know what? Drastic is at least something. It's kind of like um, situation going on down in Venice Beach, California, where the sheriff is coming in, there's a new sheriff in town, Villanueva, I think his name was, he's going to clean house. And now Mike Bonin, the Venice Beach uh, council member, who's basically done nothing. He is all of a sudden Johnny on the spot, we're gonna clear this out without any arrests. He was shamed into doing something by the county, by the by the by the sheriff department, which is county, got shamed into doing something. Is that what's happening here? It sure, sure feels like it, right? Because could you imagine? Yeah, we had to condemn a city park because it was so bad. That's in, that is literally insanity. Just clean the park up. It's, it's not that hard, but apparently it is. Enough chit chat. Let's go. And this is a Seattle Times article, and it was the most thorough one I could find. Everybody is covering it because it's like, <laughs> look at what is happening in Seattle. And it's no laughing matter because there have been stabbings, shootings. I mean, you name it in this park next to the county courthouse. The fatal stabbing of 31-year-old Bradley Araby last week at Seattle City Hall Park, located immediately south of the King County Courthouse. And when I say immediately, I mean the southern wall of this building that I've been in many, many times forms the northern property line of this park, right? Located immediately south of the King County Courthouse was the final straw for Metropolitan King County Council Member Reagan Dunn. On Tuesday, he introduced legislation to condemn the city-owned park, which is the site of a large homeless encampment as a public safety hazard or nuisance property. I mean, I almost laugh when I read that because it's so preposterous. Isn't it preposterous? Which is the site of a large homeless encampment as a public safety hazard or nuisance, pro a park is a nuisance property. But you know what? When you think about it, it is. It just flat out is. Under Dunn's proposal, King County would acquire the park from the city of Seattle and request that Executive Dow Constantine relocate the park's current residents to transitional or permanent housing, provide additional security, and fix damage done to the park as a means to abate health and public safety concerns, according to a copy of the legislation provided to the Seattle Times. All right, Dow Constantine, is he going to really... Is he, is he going to do anything? I don't think so. Um, is this just a show of effort to get somebody to do something? Probably. I mean, you got to get through the, the voting process of this anyway, right? Will it get through? I don't know. But this is going to be interesting to find out. The proposal would also direct Constantine, King County Executive, to explore future uses for the park as an enclosed meeting and event space that would become part of the courthouse campus. Dunn has requested an update to the council on the condemnation process by September 1st. So you're going to take a park that's been there, that's literally been there, the battle for Seattle. We'll read about that in just a little bit in this article. This has been here. This park has basically been here since the beginning of Seattle. And it's been just this level deal. 
it's a it's a slightly sloping to the south park. It's got a few trees. I mean, at one time it was really pretty, and you just go hang out there, and employees would hang out there and eat their lunch. It's right in the hub of all the stuff, but right now it's in the hub of a crime center. It's rough. It is rough, rough, rough. The city of Seattle has no one to blame except for themselves for failing to abate the nuisance and keep that area safe, Dunn said in a phone interview. That's well said. Nobody to blame but themselves, city of Seattle. You guys just have done nothing for so long. This is what you get. You get a council member from the county saying, all right, let's condemn it. Let's do something here. They've opened the door to a condemnation action by the county government. People have the right to a safe county courthouse, and we shouldn't have to fight this hard for it. I agree 100%. 100%. I mean, you, just, you shouldn't have this next to a courthouse. Imagine people coming in. Yeah, I got my jury, jury duty call, jury duty notice. I'm scared. I mean, and that wouldn't be a lie, would it? I mean, okay, so between two to five people get assaulted walking to the courthouse through this park, around this park, in this park, in a park. They get assaulted? Mm, yeah, let's see, I get paid 10 bucks a day to be a juror, be on the jury duty? Mm, I don't think so. Do I want to take a beat down, maybe a slight stabbing, possibly a gunshot wound? Is that worth it? Uh, no, it's not, right? The courthouse belongs to the county and taking over City Hall Park would allow it to be policed by the King County Sheriff's Office instead of Seattle Police, he said. The little used state law would require the county to pay the city fair value for the property, said Dunn, whose own staff has expressed fears for their personal safety when entering or leaving the courthouse. Yeah, because the the last time I was there, the one of the entrances on the southeast quadrant of the building, and I'm going off memory here. Yeah, my memory's getting a little fuzzy, but there's a building that you got to go through. It's on the southeast entrance, and that is where that park is the worst. That park is the worst on the eastern side. I think it's on Fourth Avenue. It is rough. It, I mean, it's just, it's one of those parks. I've talked about this a ton. And if you've heard this story a dozen times, I apologize. But I did a walkabout throughout downtown Seattle, the end of winter of 2021 during football season. And uh, this is one of those parks I walked by very quickly with my GoPro. And I was like, Oh, that is that is one tough park. Just the folks that were milling around and the look it had to it kind of like a war zone with a bunch of zombies that um yeah, you know, it was and it was more it wasn't as much zombies as it was. It just looked like it was crime. You know, when you have that look and you go, ah, roll up the windows, kids, we're not in Kansas anymore. Um, it had that look to it. And I'm walking past it. And I'm so I, I looked at my GoPro footage, and um, it's pretty bad. Because I was walking real fast. And I, I was trying to frame, frame it with my camera down on my hips. But um, that doesn't always work out because you have no idea what you're shooting. And I just wanted to get out of there. So, you know, that's that's my experience. And having walked, I've sat in that park before years ago. I've sat in that park. And it was fine. It, it always did have some kind of homeless because it's right down in that area. But now with the whole coronavirus thing and the CDC saying, hey, you can't sweep any parks. It's gotten bad. Dunn said he needs five votes, including his own, to move the legislation forward. It's going to be a spirited debate, he said. 
spirited. That is, that's, that's a pitch right there. It's going to be spirited. This is going to be a spirited time. That's a good word. By transferring the park from the city to council, uh, from the city to county could be difficult under a 1997 city ordinance created in response to a citizen initiative aimed at protecting Seattle parks from development. Anthony Derrick, a spokesperson for Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin, noted in a Tuesday email. Well, that's because you just got put back on your heels and you're like, oh, we can't do that. The ordinance 97. We're not trying to develop it into, you know, something crazy. We're trying to eliminate the safety hazard to the people going into the courthouse and people just in Seattle in general in that area. The city has worked closely for years without the county and King County Superior and district courts on improving safety in the park, adding lighting trimming trees, stepping up police emphasis patrols in the area. And Derek wrote, how well has that worked out? Let's see. All right. So you, you, you added some lighting. That's good. Lighting is good because then you can, you know, any video you have, the better the lighting, you can, you know, really get the full effect of the crimes going on. You need that lighting. Trimming the trees. Uh, uh, we're not worried about landscaping at this point in time. We're just not. No, that's not. That's don't really care. And stepping up police emphasis patrols in the area. All right. How's that worked out? That the dude who got stabbed last last week, how is he feeling about the step up and the emphasis patrols in the area? Probably all not not all that good, right? On Monday, the Seattle City Council committed $7.5 million to address homelessness in City Hall Park. 7.5 to address the issue. And, but okay, all right, before before you say, ah, it's horrible. It also covers Pioneer Square, another hot spot. Um, over the next year, matching the 7.5 million, the county is dedicated to a homelessness outreach program, Derek said in an email. Since March, the city's new hope team, which replaced the city's former team of police officers and outreach workers tasked with removing encampments, they have worked with other service providers to refer 17 people living in the park and surrounding area to shelters, according to Derek. All right. There, there's stuff ongoing, but it's not enough. It's not enough. You got to do something drastic here. Just like the sheriff had to do down in uh, Venice Beach. The new sheriff in town. Here's what we're doing. We're shaming the council members into doing something. County property records show that City Hall Park sits on 0.56 acres. So an acre is 43,560 square feet. So 0.56 of that, you got um, 20... 25,000 square feet. It is not a huge parcel. It's a half acre. Uh, it's bordered by third and fourth Avenue to the west and east and dilling way to the south. It was a battleground during the short lived Battle of Seattle, led by Chief Leshy in 1856 and was later used to drill ground troops during World War II, according to Seattle Parks and Recreation's website. So this park has some history. Why don't we just clear it out? I mean, how hard is that? Other cities do it. It's cleared out. They don't allow this stuff to happen. No, the Seattle is going to spend seven and a half million dollars and another seven and a half million matched. It's like, all right, we're reimagining. We're rethinking this park. What could we do in this park differently? Let's trim some trees. Lighting. We need better lighting. How about you clear it out and keep it kept clear out? How about you install a couple of uh, security officers there? Hey, if you're not eating a sandwich and sitting there peacefully, you're out of here. 
What about that? That's uh, too logical. It's too easy. It's too simple. Can't have that. Several King County District Court employees quit their jobs after last week's homicide. And just this week, three prospective jurors notified court staff that they were refusing to serve, specifically citing the dangers of City Hall Park as the reason, said Rogers. I'm a little bit of a thrill seeker. I would probably be, hey, jury duty, King County Courthouse. Let's see how this goes, which is not necessarily a healthy thing for me. However, that's where I'd probably be. All right, let's just see how this, I mean, how bad can it be? It's pretty bad when last week somebody got stabbed there, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's not good. It's had a terrible effect and we routinely have jurors tell us they won't serve because of City Hall Park, he said. How many different points of input do you have to have as a city before you realize, you know what, we should probably do something about City Hall Park. We, we should, we need to really do something here. I mean, it, it's shocking to me. Rogers temporarily closed the courthouse Third Avenue entrance in December 2019. After an attorney was repeatedly punched in the head, and a Metro bus driver was socked in the face in an unprovoked street attack, Seattle Times reported at the time. I remember those stories. I wasn't covering the news then. And I was like, what the F is going on down there? Yeah, so this has been going on a while, right? The assaults were indicative of the increasing incidence of harassment and street violence faced by county employees, jurors, witnesses, and other court visitors, Rogers said. The COVID-19 pandemic drastically reduced the number of people visiting the courthouse each day, but protesters smashed out the courthouse's windows and glass-paned revolving door on 3rd Avenue during last summer's racial justice demonstrations, Rogers said. Though the glass has since been replaced, the 3rd Avenue entrance remains boarded up until funding is available to staff its reopening. With visitors still required to enter the courthouse on 4th Avenue, the entrance I was talking about. But violence and illegal activity in the park hasn't improved. And if anything, it's getting worse, Roger said. He's seen people pile into porta potties together. And all right, all right, you know, you see that at Dave Matthews too at the Gorge, right? Any given concert. Hey, two people don't fit in that porta potty. Porta potty. You guys got to go in one at a time. This isn't the restroom on the airplane where you're going to get a mile high club, you know, ribbon when you're done. So he's seen people pile into porta potties together and was screamed at himself as he walked through the park last week with the TV camera crew. They're both criminals and they are mentally unstable individuals. That's who's there. The park just needs to be closed, Rogers said. Seattle Police Sergeant Randy Husserick, a department spokesperson, said police responded to 100 calls of service at City Hall Park between April 13th and June 20th. All right, so let's do the math here. April, May, June. So that's eight weeks. And since we started April 13th and June 20th, let's add another one. That's nine weeks. You got 100 calls in nine weeks. So let's do the math again roughly 10 calls a week. I mean, and, and you've got two to five assaults out of those of people going into the courthouse. This is not difficult to pinpoint that there's a real issue here, right? And, and of these calls, they included assaults, robberies, warrant arrests, public disturbances, crisis calls, vehicle theft, and a possible missing person. 
Last week, officers responded to a report of an unattended child and found a two to three year old girl who lives in the park by herself, who's Rick said, a two to three year old girl. That means somebody's parents just walked off. Just let the kid alone. Ah, she's two. I mean, a girl, horrible. Two to three year old girl. Yeah, unbelievable, right? Court records also partially show the scope of public safety issues in the park. In December, a 62 year old man was beaten so severely that a witness told Seattle police he was certain the man was dead, according to a first degree assault file charge filed against Abdallah A.J. Jama, who is 29. Jama remains jailed in lieu of $500,000 bail. Good. Keep him in there. Up that bail to a million bucks. He's a flight risk. I don't really care. Just keep him in jail. And you beat somebody that hard, you belong in jail. That's where you belong. I don't care. Earlier this month, Courtney Williams, a 29-year-old resident of the park, was charged with attempted first-degree theft and first-degree animal cruelty, court records show. Williams is accused of trying to steal a man's jacket, then kicking the man's 14-year-old Jack Russell Terrier named Alice so hard that Alice flew into the air and fractured her skull on the concrete walkway, the charges say. Alice, the dog, died, and Williams remains jail in lieu of $25,000 bail. Make that $500,000 bail. Let that guy rot. I don't care that it was a dog. You can't do that. You can't. He's trying to steal a guy's coat, and then he kicks the guy's dog so hard it dies. That's the kind of you know nut job you've got at this park. Last week's homicide, the stabbing homicide, last week's homicide is the second criminal investigation since April involving suspect Michael Sandejo, 49, who was charged Tuesday with second degree murder in connection with Arabi's stabbing death. He is booked under the surname Sandejo, jail records show, and the two alternate spellings are noted in charging papers. His bail on the murder charge was set at $2 million. Good. Keep him in there. Keep him off the streets. Don't need him on the streets. Sandehu has lived in the park for about a year. This this just keeps going, doesn't it? I mean, it's like, all right, it's bad. It's bad. It's still getting bad, worse. This is awful, horrible. And yet, what is leadership in Seattle doing about this? So far, you know, we, we talked about it. You know, a little tree trimming, some lights. We got better better lights. Yeah, I mean, you know, police are driving by every now and then some more when they're called because we got 10 calls a week. They're there. We're just not doing much here. Sadejo has lived in the park for about a year, was charged in April with second degree robbery and fourth degree assault court record show. In that case, he is accused of punching a 65 year old, formerly homeless man in the face and stealing the man's camera because the man was photographing the tents inside City Hall Park, say the charges. The guy is either formerly homeless or is still currently homeless. Not sure. I've read multiple different reports. He just takes pictures to show the plight of the homeless. Like, this is how bad it is. He, he takes pictures. And this guy came up to him and smacking him. And while he's getting beat up by Sendejo, who's in jail, another guy comes up and rips off this guy's camera. This is some just gnarly stuff, just some nasty things happening on the streets of Seattle. Sendejo was released from jail in early May after the Northwest Community Jail Fund posted his $5,000 bail. All right, I read that story. And I think it started off as a $50,000 bail was reduced down to $25,000. And I'm going off memory here. So 50, 25, five. And that's when the Northwest Community Jail Fund steps in. Should they have stepped in? Oh, 
let the guy rot in jail, right? I mean, this is this is some nonsense. Then around 8pm Thursday, Seattle police responded to a report of a stabbing in City Hall Park, where they encountered Sendejo with a knife still in his hand, say the second dream murder charges. He just he's got it in his hand. A rabbi who apparently arrived in Seattle from Louisiana a couple of weeks ago and is known as Louisiana by the park's residents was the instigator in the fight with Sendejo, first demanding that Sendejo watch over Araby's belongings, then telling Sendejo to hand over the knife. Sendejo kept tucked into his sock, the charges say. During the ensuing fight, a rabbi cut Sendejo several times with a box cutter before Sendejo, who outweighed our Arabi by more than 100 pounds, got on top of Arabi and disarmed him, then pressed his left hand to Arabi's neck, say charging papers. Police say Sendejo told detectives that once he had control of Arabi, he pulled out his knife and repeatedly stabbed him, ignoring Arabi's pleas to spare his life, according to the charges. Women in Black, which holds regular vigils for homeless people who have died outdoors, will stand vigil for Araby and three others on Wednesday, according to the Homeless Remembrance Project. Also being mourned is homicide victim Nisia McKendrick, 45, whose body was found May 30th near Interlake and Park in Seattle's Montlake neighborhood, and an unidentified man and woman who were found dead after a fire at a Mount Baker encampment on June 14th. Those are not good events. Those are Those are not... Those are not, hey, look at us. We're doing really well as a city. You got people literally dying, literally dying on the streets. And what is our leadership doing? Ah, well, let's trim the trees. New lighting. A few more drive-bys. Just see how the riffraff is doing. That is literally what we're doing. Mm. So county steps in. Let's do a little condemnation. Condemnation is a, an area within real estate that um, a lot of appraisers used to get their start at. They go work for the county in condemnation because you have to have an appraiser. And my dad was one of them way back in the day, probably I think when I was just a little baby or kid, maybe before I was born, I can't remember. But you would go out and appraise properties because like we said in this article, the uh, county, you know, they'd get it appraised and they would pay the city fair market value for the property based on an appraisal and um, off both sides go. But this this thing, I think we just need to draw enough attention to it to uh, get it cleared out and, um, you know, make at least that part of the courthouse somewhat safe. Because as we just read, it's not all that safe. But then neither is Interlake and Parks. Uh, Interlake Park, we had a dead body. I think yesterday there was a dead body found off of 105th and Highway 99 just on the side of the road. It had a gunshot wound in it. But I mean, you've got some crazy crime going on. But it's happening across the United States. It's not just Seattle. But this park in particular, because of the homelessness situation, because the CDC has said no sweeps, is really reeling from that, you know, just the development that's happened in the last year. So we're seeing some just hardcore incidences that um, you just don't want to see people getting stabbed in a public park. But you know it's coming. And that's why this story is not shocking at all. It's just, it's like, all right, somebody going to do something about this. And that's literally the story I read yesterday was, it was kind of like, all right, you got a stabbing. What's it going to take? How many more people are going to have to be impacted? How many more lives are going to have to be impacted before somebody does something? 
So condemnation process, will that happen? No, I don't think so. The city's not going to give it up. Yeah, I, they're, they're proud of their track record so far, right? I mean, things are just going swimmingly, aren't they? No, they're not. It's horrible. But, you know, you got to work through it. So it'll be a really interesting one to kind of find out. Um, and it's such a small area. It's literally just over half an acre. But it's a half acre of just just some activities that the rest of us do not partake in. But I will read them for you right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, this one's gonna this storyline is gonna keep on a going, no doubt. I mean, just the vote alone, it'll be interesting to hear what people say. We're gonna have response from Seattle Mayor, we're gonna have response from the council members. Who's the council member? Is it Andrew, whatever his name is, I think? Uh works the downtown district. He's gonna be all up in arms. Oh, you can't condemn it. This is a park that's been here forever. Yeah, look how well you're maintaining it. Look at how well it's serving the residents who pay taxes for said maintenance of the park. Not the people living there. They don't pay anything. They take. But that's what we're dealing with here in Seattle. I will keep uh I'll keep you informed. And if you like what I'm doing, love to have you subscribe. All right, that's it for me on this one. I'll catch up with you guys soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.